is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the young world and politicians who prove that sometimes it is not really necessary to have huge political experience behind one's shoulders to become a country's leader. According to expert in leadership and innovation Kwata Mukunda, political, business and military leaders may be categorized into two groups. Filtered leaders, insiders whose careers followed a normal progression, and unfiltered leaders, who either were outsiders with little experience or got their jobs through fluke circumstances. He then compared the group's effectiveness. For instance, with US presidents, He looked at historians' rankings from the past 60 years. He discovered that the unfiltered leaders were the most effective, and also the least effective, while highly filtered leaders landed in the middle of the pack. Speaking of the second category, one may point at Ukrainian President Zelensky. He may be one of the brightest examples of a leader who had no political background, but won the elections. Much of the world has spent last year watching the war in Ukraine, as the country defends itself from Russian attacks and asserts its identity on the global stage. So it may not come as a surprise to many that President Volodymyr Zelensky and the Spirit of Ukraine officially became Time magazine's Person of the Year for 2022. It credits his stewardship of Ukraine's defense, which has halted Russia's advance and regained key territories as well as its public image. According to the magazine, whether one looks at this story of Ukraine with a sense of hope or a sense of fear, the story is, of course, not fully written yet. Zelensky has really galvanized the world in a way we haven't seen in decades, Time Editor-in-Chief Edward Felsenthal said. The publication refers to Zelensky's pointed refusal to evacuate abroad when Russia first invaded in February of 2022 as well as his risky visits to frontline regions in the months since, as examples of his fortitude. And it highlights his strategic efforts to keep Ukraine top of mind for supporters around the world. In his army green tees and quarter zips, Zelensky cuts a recognizable figure in his many virtual appearances at global conferences, speeches to educational institutions, and visits with foreign leaders and Hollywood celebrities alike. Time magazine, like many others, notes that the former actor and comedian, who was elected president in 2019, after playing a president on a TV show, relies on a unique background and set of skills to meet the current moment. Mr. Zelensky was adaptable, trained not to lose his nerve under pressure, writes Time reporter Simon Schuster. He knew how to read a crowd and react to its moods and expectations. Now his audience was the world. He was determined not to let them down. But the war has changed Zelensky too, and not just because of the physical toll it has taken. Some people who were close to Zelensky told Time that the president has ditched quick movements, jokes and chattiness for a more aggressive posture. Time isn't only praising the president, it is also honoring the spirit of Ukraine as its Person of the Year 2022. In a separate article, it credits some of the individuals who have contributed to Ukraine's resilience and recovery, ranging from medical providers and humanitarian leaders to volunteers and journalists. 
While some of that support came from outside of the country, the publication also honors Ukrainians themselves. If the choices their president articulated gave moral clarity to an era we'd mostly been scrolling through, it was people who gave it meaning by acting, the article reads. Time picked Zelensky from a short list of 10 people that included Chinese President Xi Jinping, U.S. Representative Liz Cheney, gun safety advocates and U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Its announcement came two days after British business publication Financial Times named Zelensky its Person of the Year. In an interview, the Ukrainian president told the newspaper that he doesn't consider himself courageous. I'm more responsible than I am brave, he said. I just hate to let people down. You're listening to Ukraine Global. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the young world and politicians who prove that sometimes it's not really necessary to have huge political experience behind your shoulders to become a country's leader. Another bright example of a young political leader in the West is Justin Trudeau. His father Pierre was Canada's prime minister at the time. The younger Trudeau is said to be one of the 21st century's most progressive and effective democratic politicians. After attending both public and private grade schools, Trudeau earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in Literature from McGill University and a Bachelor of Education degree from the University of British Columbia. After graduating, Trudeau worked as a mathematics and French teacher and briefly studied for an engineering undergraduate degree and a master's degree in environmental geography, but left the latter to pursue a career in politics. In 2008, he was elected to represent Papineau, a district in Montreal, in Canada's House of Commons. Trudeau was appointed leader of Canada's Liberal Party in 2013 and won the federal elections two years later, becoming Canada's 23rd elected Prime Minister. He immediately began championing progressive causes, such as federal carbon taxes and Senate appointment reform. He also began working on several trade agreements with neighboring countries. Under the Paris Agreement, the Canadian government signed up with a commitment to working to reduce Canada's carbon emissions. He secured his second term as Prime Minister in 2019. The following year, Trudeau declared a common-sense gun law banning civilian ownership of assault weapons following domestic terrorist attacks in Nova Scotia. In 2022, Trudeau invoked Canada's Emergencies Act in response to the so-called freedom of convoy threats to restrict citizens' freedom of movement unlawfully. Interesting fact that Mr. Trudeau starred in a TV show where he portrayed Major Talbot Mercer Papineau, a distant cousin, in a CBC television miniseries titled The Great War. He's also released a memoir titled Common Ground, which he wrote in 2014 when he was leader of the Liberal Party. During one of his speeches, he said, we are all equal and different at the same time. One of the key issues is a battle of different opinions and cultures, but those who really do want to study the world need to go out of their comfort zone and communicate with different people. Despite our differences, we are all the same. Really, for the first time as an adult, to meet, engage, befriend people whose views and experiences, ideas, values and language were very different from my own. See, when a kid from Montreal meets a Korean fisherman living in Mauritania, 
befriends a Russian veteran of their Afghan war or a shopkeeper and his family living in Da Nang, interesting conversations always happen. Now, maybe some of you have talked about doing something like a great trip like that after graduation. But I'd be willing to bet one of the first things you heard was a warning. You can't do that in this day and age. It's not safe. But here's my question. Is it really just the issue of physical safety that makes our loved ones so anxious at the idea of us getting out there? Or is it the threat that if we look past our frames, the frames of our own lives, of our own communities, structured values and belief systems, to truly engage with people who believe fundamentally different things, we could perhaps be transformed into someone new and unfamiliar to those who know and love us. See, there's no question that today's world is more complex than it was in the mid-1990s. There are serious and important problems that we're grappling with and will continue to grapple with. But we are not going to arrive at mutual respect, which is where we solve common problems, if we cocoon ourselves in an ideological, social, or intellectual bubble. Now, we can see it all around us. There's a peculiar fascination with dystopia in our culture today. You see it everywhere on film and TV. But the truth is that, on balance, we have the good fortune to live in a time of tremendous possibility and potential, a time when it is within our grasp to eliminate extreme poverty, to end terrible diseases like malaria and TB, and to offer a real chance at an education to everyone on this planet. But for us to move forward, to keep moving and moving forward, we have to do it together, all together. Humanity has to fight our tribal mindset. We go to the same church? Cool, you're in my tribe. You speak my language? You're in my tribe. You're an NYU alumni? You're in my tribe. You play Pokemon Go. You're a vegetarian. You like the Yankees. You go to the gun range. You're pro-choice. Tribe, tribe, tribe. See, but of course, it's not the belonging part that is the real problem. It's the corollary. You are part of my tribe, and they are not. Whether it's race, gender, language, sexual orientation, or religious or ethnic origin, or our beliefs and values themselves, diversity doesn't have to be a weakness. It can be our greatest strength. Now often, People talk about striving for tolerance. Now, 
don't get me wrong, there are places in this world where a little more tolerance would go a long way. But if we're being honest, right here, right now, I think we can aim a little higher than mere tolerance. Think about it. Saying, I tolerate you, actually means something like, okay, I grudgingly admit that you have a right to exist, just don't get in my face about it, and oh, don't date my sister. There's not a religion in the world that asks you to tolerate thy neighbor. So let's try for something a little more like acceptance, respect, friendship, and yes, even love. And why does this matter? Because in our aspiration to relevance, in our love for our families, in our desire to contribute to make this world a better place, despite our differences, we are all the same. Said Justin Trudeau. Young politicians can also break social stereotypes. Anyone who works hard can become a leader of their country. The son of an Indian immigrant has made Irish history by becoming the country's youngest and first openly gay prime minister. Leo Varadkar, then 38, was formally elected Taoiseach at a confirmation ceremony in the Doyle in Dublin after he won the Fine Gael party leadership in 2017. Watching in the public gallery above the parliamentary debating chamber was Varadkar's mother Miriam, who met her husband Ashok from Mumbai when they worked in an English hospital in the 60s. On graduating from the School of Medicine, he worked as a junior doctor for several years in St. James Hospital, a Trinity teaching hospital and Connolly Hospital in Dublin. So the question is, should people and companies give the chance to those who don't have any experience but have a strong desire and fire to work in their eyes? The answer is yes and no. No, because those people are also more likely to crash and burn. Though the best leaders, Steve Jobs, Abraham Lincoln, for instance, were unfiltered, the things that made them so effective, such as their ability to think differently and not feel beholden to a certain way of doing things, often lead to terrible results. Unfiltered leaders are high risk and high reward. Filtered leaders like Apple CEO Tim Cook or former British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain have deep knowledge and can be very effective in a stable situation, but they often can't adapt to extreme, sudden change or are unable to disrupt the status quo, which an outsider feels freer to do. In Ukraine, the situation is almost the same as in the whole world. People want new faces, smart, ambitious people who are not a part of an old political system at the same time creating contradictions because such people don't understand how the system really works inside. So a viable option could be delving into the system, studying it from inside, and then creating your own strategy of political growth. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova.